from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 382. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Moo. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you? I'm very fine and dandy, my friend. How are you? Good, good. I was a little delayed coming in there because you said 382, and it, it hits me every now and then. Well, wow, that's a big number, but also, like... 400 isn't that far away and does that mean we need to do something special for 400 and i haven't thought about these things and now my mind is broken i'm totally broken now we're 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 so far into this at this point that like (laughs) celebrating every milestone seems pointless Mm. right because like we have i you know like we have a couple of big ones on the more like on the horizon that's a far out horizon but like yeah 2022 really is going to be the big year. (laughs) (laughs) Because we'll be doing this for 10 years, and I assume we will Mm -hmm. hit episode 500. Yeah, that's going to be 2022. Yeah, I haven't haven't done that math, but yeah. I mean, but let's let's face it. Let's face it. Every week is a big week for this show just because I have so much fun doing it, and I'm, I'm glad we get to do this together, Michael. Me too. Let me see if I can Google 118 weeks from. Now, that's Wednesday, the twenty sixth of January. God, it's a Wednesday too. <laughs> that yeah, I know, right? Wednesday, the twenty sixth of January, twenty twenty two is episode well, five hundred. That's not going to work because we take the last week of the year off. Well, so let let's say it would be like sometime in February. Sometime in February of twenty twenty two. Yeah. Is there anywhere we can go in February twenty twenty two? Well, I have big uh, plans for twenty twenty two. Okay. Okay. Big plans. I have huge plans gonna, for 2022. You gonna let me? You gonna let me in on them? Someday? I've told you what I want to do. I mean, I'll say it now. I don't care. <laughs> I know. But also, as well, February 9th is when we mm-hmm. started. So if we do take like one, if we just take one week off, we could match it all up, like 500 and the 10th anniversary. We could make that happen. Like we, like knowing us, we can adjust to make that happen no problem as whatsoever. we start to close in on it if it looks if like i would do an extra episode right like right. just randomly yeah. to make sure that we try and hit those two things at the same time right right so about six months out we need to start planning well it's going to be more than that what i want to do oh no, 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 no no that i'm talking 119 about the... weeks away is february <laughs> 2nd so 120 okay. weeks away Oh my god, Brad, if we just take two weeks off, our 500th episode will go out on our exact five-year, a 10-year anniversary. This is 120 weeks from now, which is like two weeks off, and all the rest of the episodes that we would do is the 9th of February 2022. That's scary. Which would be exactly 10 years. That's easy to do. So, I mean, I'll say it, I don't care. I want to go to Japan that year. Yeah, like we'll we will plan on going to Tokyo that year. We might have to do. We've already talked about. It. I was like, we'll have to do things differently, probably for that type of thing. But mm-hmm. like that would be our big ten year anniversary trip. Yep, it's got to happen. Got to happen. Mm-hmm. Wow. So will, everyone should start. Nice. Everyone should start planning uh, for twenty twenty two to join us. Yeah, I <laughs> in guess Tokyo. So. Start saving now. Yeah, start there you saving go. now. This is your advance warning because we're gonna have to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're already a world traveler. I was watching I you this past week and mm-hmm. you know, you were you were uh gallivanting and traipsing. 
Yeah, was um, in across, uh, across Copenhagen. The mm-hmm. Copenhagen for a mm-hmm. little bit. Is that city as pretty in person as it looks in pictures? I can't even describe it. It's, it I think is maybe the most picturesque place that I've like for my own tastes that I've ever been. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've been mm-hmm. to places like Paris and Rome and you know, like these beautiful mm-hmm. cities. But for my own personal aesthetic, Copenhagen might be my favorite city visually. Um, yeah. Had you ever been before? No. It was my first time. Yeah. So you were getting it fresh this time. Yeah. We're actually going back. We had, our, our trip got cut short and we had to just mm-hmm. rearrange some stuff. So we're going back in a couple of weeks to finish what we'd started. Nice. Well, I, I caught one random picture. I didn't like follow uh, every step of the way, but Adina had this great shot of you kind of trying not to browse the windows at this i'm assuming a fountain pen store it had this great kind of neon fountain pen it was a signage outside i will say okay it had it had all sorts from fountain pens it's had some watches in too but lots of paper lots of notebooks lots of um drawing pens you know like lots of brush Mm -hmm. pens it had it had a really good selection of everything it's called stelling Mm -hmm. uh s-t-e-l-l-i-n-g that was the name of the store um, mm-hmm. It seems like they're, they're pretty uh, big in Denmark. Like I think they have more than one store, and they're and they're they're a high end retailer as well, right? Like they they are a, the Mont Blanc retailer. They had uh, uh, what is that super fancy um, Faber Castell? Is it Graf von Faber Castell? Yeah, Graf von. They had all of those. Yes, that's the right? high so end. They had the that, Graf von. Yeah, that crazy thing that you bought, right? The mega Wood. expensive. Um, Oh, was the, that Karen the Dash? perfect pencil? Yeah. Oh, the Karen Dash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which one was no, that? No, the perfect pencil. The perfect pencil was Faber-Castell. Okay, so they had all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah, they had yeah. All of that. Makes sense. Sure. Uh, in some beautiful cases. And they had some interesting things, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was browsing around. I didn't actually buy anything at this store um, mm-hmm. because there was only one thing that I was really interested in, and it was more money than I was willing to spend. They had a Mont Blanc mm-hmm. that I'd never seen before called okay. uh, the Bohem of Bohem. Mm-hmm. Bohem mm-hmm. du Moon Garden. Uh, okay. And I'd never seen this pen before and I thought it was really beautiful, but it was like, I don't know, like six or $700 and I just didn't want to, mm-hmm. you know, just didn't want to buy that. But it was, have you ever seen this pen before? It's like a kind of like a grayish blue with these copper uh, flowers on it. Mm-hmm. So I have the basic black Bohem. It's the little short um, cartridge filling pen. It's got this really neat kind of safety mechanism for the nib. You kind of wheel the, the like you're screwing the like the back end of the pen. You can you know retract the nib into the barrel, mm-hmm. and then that's how you like replace the cartridge. It's this really cool system mm-hmm. that Montblanc has done for these short pens, but never in my life have I seen this model. It's really pretty, like. I yeah I've never laid eyes on this. Yeah, I was very taken I, by. I love it. it. Yeah, I was very very taken by it. But it was just, mm-hmm. it was more money than I was willing to to drop on on that. Yeah. you know, because it, it sure. Whilst I like it a lot, it's not really my style. At the same time, like I don't right. know how much I would actually want to use this pen. So that, but right. that was just something weird that I'd seen um, that I kind of liked. Yeah, it was, it was a really nice store actually. They had a, a really Akadina bought a bunch of like different brush pens and stuff like that um, that she mm-hmm. was interested in. So she went kind of wild there and got a bunch of colors because uh, she's wanting to play around with that sort of stuff a little bit more too. But it was it was I always find those types of excursions nice when you find like a like a cool store to go and poke around in for a bit. 
Yeah, so we'll have the the link in the show notes to all of these, you know, pictures and things. And I love that little last picture of the of the Mont Blanc all capped. It's a really small pen, uh-huh. but of course that is right up my alley, especially the way this one works. I, I recommend everyone check out a Bohem if they ever get the chance to. It's uh, you don't run across them often, but they're not super uncommon. At least the basic ones are. So you can you can find them. I'm not the only traveler. Yeah, yeah. So my this is pre travel for me. I'm leaving Friday. Um, I will be at uh, Drum Ghouls in Houston, Texas on the 25th and 26th of October, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. That's 2019 for those who are still in episode 70 right mm-hmm. now. Uh, you'll catch this one later. <laughs> you'll miss this event, but I'll be You may be have there. missed Tokyo. You may have. <laughs> you may have, depending on your uh, your listening speed mm-hmm. um, to to the show. I'm not sure if 2x would get you there, but uh, yeah, I uh, this will be a second trip to Dromgulls. They're super nice. They uh, have me out just do like an in store thing. Usually when they're having uh, a bigger event, um, and this time they do they do a lot of bring a lot of vendors and, or distributors and manufacturers in and makers. So this time it will be Pilot USC, USA will be there. So I'll get to hang out with Pilot, talk to them. I'll also uh, David Oscarson will be there with his crazy artistically designed pens, um, and me all there on Saturday from ten to four, um, just hanging out. I'll just be hanging out. I'm not doing anything special, just uh, other than visiting, talking, chatting with uh, their their staff, their customers, and just uh, helping out. And then on the the night before, we're having a uh, World Series watch party. Uh, Hopefully the Astros will um, be in better shape than they are after last night's loss. So uh, hopefully we're looking at a 1-1, not an 0-2 situation by Friday night. But I'm looking forward to it be a quick trip, but it should be packed uh, with fun and awesomeness. It's a baby we can go and hang out, right? Yep, anyone can just come hang out. Like the store was packed. That place gets like crazy packed on Saturdays. It's it's like an event of itself. They basically just people just come and hang out there all day. It's it's wild. Love it. Love going there. So I'm glad to be going back. It's, that's all going to Sailor Corner, everyone. I guess set yeah. sail, sailor time. I guess there should be like yeah, some kind gonna... of steam whistle that we should be playing, right? It's like just to let everybody know it's sailor time. Nineteen eleven four AM. You go what first. What is this one? This is another North American exclusive. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a uh, light blue-ish demonstrator pen. The whole body of the pen is demonstrator with, uh, what have we got? Like, mm, what, what color are we calling the trim? Um, ruthenium trim. Yeah. Okay. Rhodium plated nib. Yeah, which is a shame. They don't match. Um, mm, that's going to be a... Doing this. Uh, it's going to be a large part of, of, of my piece of this, yeah. Okay. Uh, but we have another North American exclusive, which is the more important part, I think. Eh, I, don't, I don't know. So it looks great, right? Like the color's great. It's not that far off. I want to see this in person. I don't think they're going to be out in time for me to see one this weekend. The color looks close to my big um, sky, you know, demonstrator, my Pro Gear Sky demonstrator, which is a blue, um, clear barrel pen. And they did that in standard Pro Gear large and king of pen size, which mm-hmm, I have the king mm-hmm. of pen size. Um, and this one's in the 1911. The color looks a little bit brighter than Sky. Um, and it looks really good 
with the plating on the exterior. But yeah, the the nib's a letdown. It just is. Like I don't like to. It doesn't make sense, right? So this was the conversation that we had. Um, when this came out, we were discussing it on Twitch. And so we just kind of got to have a free-flowing conversation um, with myself and with the chat. And, you know, Dan Smith was in there and he was talking about how, you know, it's it's Sailor's, um, you know, decision. Sailor USA, um, strictly 100% their decision on, you know, what to make of this pen. Um and you know how to design it and he was basically saying well it would be 50 to 60 dollars more to upgrade the nib to match huh. the rest of the hardware of the pen and i'm like you know what if i'm in the market for a 315 dollar pen i'm in the market for a 375 dollar pen if it's going to look better mm. right you're not making i think the buying choice you're not looking at this pen to begin with at $312 if you're not interested in it, right? And then if you're in the market to spend $300 on a pen, that upgrade is not really going to affect you if this pen is up your alley, right? I that's my opinion. I mean, it makes it crazy expensive, but is it the right choice or the wrong choice? I I, I mean, I don't know. That's my opinion. You know, I would pay I would rather pay, you know, 380 for a large size, mm -hmm. full um, ruthenium, uh, is that uh, they're calling this ion plated? I don't. I'm using the wrong terminology. I get all those terminologies wrong. They're calling this black ion plated trim. The problem they run into, aside from the cost, is when you do platings on nibs, they end up looking bad over time, right? So when you have a dark nib, when you clean it and use it all the time, it ends up losing its luster a little bit and it changes a little bit of color. Like I have one of the Imperial Blacks where I've cleaned it so many times, like where the tines are is a little bit lighter shade than the rest of the nib, but I don't care. Like that's, that's, you know, part of the deal with that pin. I just think it would look better and I don't really think the price is, the price is already a roadblock. If you're not interested, I don't think the added cost is an additional roadblock. I was like, oh, no, I was going to spend 320 It's 380 Forget it. You can go jump in a lake. It's not like that, right? So just give me give me all the same color. <laughs> go jump in a lake. I like that. It's a new phrase. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what else are you going to do at 4 a.m., Mike? That's, That's the other true. thing I want to talk about. I don't get it. What is... <sighs> What good happens at 4 a.m., Mike? Is it... Can you tell me? No, I don't know. Is is it the light? Like, are they trying to say that it's like... I mean, if you're in Copenhagen in the yeah. spring, maybe, right? I mean, what I... Where is the... Uh, <laughs> the where is the ad copy for this? They're uh, just... The 4 a.m. standard fountain pen depicts the state of mind at four in the morning with its transparent twilight blue cap and barrel. What does that mean? I mean, you're you're mean? either you're either completely drunk or you're completely hungover. None of that is blue. Um, is transparent blue in my mind at 4 a.m. If I'm awake at 4 a.m., there's nothing good that's happening at that time. You know, like one of my kids is sick at 4 a.m. <laughs> That's what 4 a.m.'s for. If I'm up at 4 a.m., I'm going sweet two more hours till I have to get up, so I'm going back to bed. Like, it's a funny name. Like, I like it's a real try hard name, right? Yeah. Like, you're really trying hard. 
I mean, if they would have tied it into like the sunrise at somewhere, you know, near the Arctic Circle where it's light all year round and 4 a.m. is like the golden hour of that area, fine. But there's nowhere in North America. This is the North America exclusive, you know. I I'm a little confused <laughs> by that. It's it's more funny than like anything because yeah. it makes it it literally makes no sense. No, that's not it's not the greatest. So I think it's a very pretty pen. Like I, you know, it's not something I need. I have one so close to it. Um, if I own this pen or chose to buy this pen, the nib actually wouldn't bother me. I would prefer a black ion matching plated nib. Um, but like if I was buying this pen, it, it wouldn't phase me if I was using this pen on a daily basis at all. I think it's really good looking. Um, and it'll do well. So, you know, that's that. It's, uh, it's just a lot of interesting decisions go into this. And that's where I look at this maybe too hard, right? Like I, maybe I overthink all of mm-hmm, this as mm-hmm. all the minutia parts, but like, that's what I do. Like, that's my thing. So I'm, I'm fine with that. It's, it's very interesting it'll do well though because it's a pretty pen i have some other speaking of pretty pens speaking of pretty pens so my multiple pen my multiple person uh pen handoff was successful multiple country was successful and i now have the uh bung box magic of alice um i have it yay it is i was surprised um i really really love this pen a lot the colors are wonderful the white and the blue uh there is glitter in the body end cap of the pen just didn't really show nice. up for me in the images that I saw, but it just adds something a little extra to it. Uh, right. Yeah, look, I knew I was going to love it because I love the colors and I love the rodden and the finial. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful little pro gear. I just wanted to follow that one up to say that it half arrived. And uh, oh, one other little detail that I like, um, mm-hmm. the cap, like the band on the cap, uh, it says Magic mm-hmm. of Alice on it, but then it has the like... Uh, clubs, hearts, diamonds, and spades. Nice around it too. So very cool. That's just like a nice little nod to Alice in Wonderland. So it's a beautiful pen. So yeah. So this is something like if I was interested in, I would jump through every hoop and pay that much more premium mm-hmm. over something like the 4AM. Right? Mm-hmm. It's you know mentally and physically worth that much more to me personally. Right? And then when you're placing these side by side and you start to have that conversation, you know that's where you know you're trying to make a buying decision, right? Where do you want to spend like your hard earned dollars on? And those, when you see something like the magic of Alice and your mind is just blown, at least mine is yep. um, did, at the it, beauty of this pen, you, it makes me argue for or against the 4am differently. Yeah, it did make me realize that I have vastly more pro gear slims in my collection than regular pro gears. Oh, me too. Because most of the weird and wonderful colors are slim. I'm yes. not sure why that is. I, I just it's cost because they the the uh, larger ones have 21 carat nibs. So not I'm down. I don't even mean the physical large size of it um, is bigger, but it's because it's a 21 carat gold nib instead of 14. I didn't know that. So yeah, that's mm. that's 90 percent of your premium. Hmm. Okay. In my my crooked math i got an email from uh <laughs> from pensachi uh, are uh, you not burnt out of all this sailor stuff shush. no <laughs> it's like asking like i love you am i, I burnt you. out on pens 
The answer no, is no. I'm just joking. Right? Like, no, I'm Neither not. Neither am I. I just think it's funny. So the reason why we talk about this so much is because Sailor does it better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's nonstop. And it's interesting. And it's cool. And it's fun. You know, I get like, I am not interested in owning any of these pins whatsoever. But what Sailor's doing on a large scale is what fascinates me the most, right? They're doing it right, in my opinion, by doing all this crazy stuff. Like, this is what people want these days. And this is what I wish other companies would kind of latch on to. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, so what, what landed in your, in your email? So I, <laughs> I am a person who, by and large, does not like uh, email newsletters, Right or like mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. not newsletters as such. More like marketing campaign email stuff. Right, that's kind of sure, what I'm going sure. for more. So I'll mostly unsubscribe because I have so much email that I have to go through on a daily basis that is work related. I don't like my inbox to be full of marketing messages. Right, it's just I just mm-hmm. unsubscribe from most. I've never unsubscribed from Pensachi's uh, email. <laughs> Newsletter email. Remember, Pensachi is a company that they somehow seem to get their hands on limited edition products that are in Japan and they sell them. I have had mixed success with them so far in actually getting what I've ordered, but my customer service experience with them has always been very good, right? So, like, I think the first time I bought from them, the pen that I wanted sold out, but they were like really responsive and they refunded me and everything. They're somehow getting their hands on this stuff. But I think mm-hmm. since that first experience, my other experiences with them is like it seem to have gotten things a little bit more on lock. I got an email from them uh, showing off the Sailor uh, limited edition Sparkling Royale uh, in purple. Have you seen this pen? <laughs> yeah, I've seen this pen. It is a full size so pro gear. Uh, the cap, mm. the grip, and the fin, like the the end finial on the on the body of the pen, they are like a white acrylic. Then the body and the finial on the cap are a translucent purple with multicolored glitter all through the body, and it has gold accents like gold furniture. This pen is stunning, and I bought <laughs> it, so I have ordered one. Uh, oh my god I ordered it in a medium nib because I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of medium nibs I'm going to have to leave oh, it on like, my entire collection I have two medium nibs from Sailor um, that's Sailor's best nib probably in, in my extra fine opinion I think the medium's their best nib it ticked all my boxes right and Jesse is agreeing with me in the in the chat room here as we're recording live uh, sparkles purple perfect um <laughs> So I need to let you in on something. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were discussing this on Twitch, um, you know, around Sailor, this particular pen came up, this exact pen, uh, Sparkling Royal Purple, and it's beautiful and it's stunning. And I specifically said, I am not talking about this pen and I'm not putting in the show notes this week because we're going to talk about enough other Sailor stuff. And lo and behold, Mike goes and puts it in the show notes because <laughs> he's bought, bought it. it. And I find it absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Like, I am trying, I am trying, listeners, like, to meter <laughs> some of the Sailor talk. But at the same time, like I said just a minute ago, they do it better than 
almost anyone else. The, um, I, I understand. I just think the it's thinking, hilarious, right? Like I, I understand the thinking of trying to talk about sailor stuff less, but this is just one of those things that I want to talk about their products all the time. Yeah, because oh, I do too. I do they too. are my favorite, right? Like when I, sailors pens get me more excited than any other like mainstream company because right right i can get i mean i've said this a million times right but like i can get exactly what i want and then i see something like this and i'm like i want to talk to brad about it because i think it's amazing and also because i think it's hilarious because it's just seemingly can't stop (laughs) buying and this is what the podcast is about right it's about stuff that we like and are Mm -hmm. into it's not we're not like dictating the news on the podcast Mm -hmm. and having equal coverage for all the things we're talking about things that are fun over time right like for a while it was just we only spoke about field notes as we were both like hunting on like finals yeah. to complete our collections and then it became all about retro 51s and we just mm-hmm. you know we just we just move through yeah. as we do the funniest part of this whole thing is we purposefully left out the single best link of the week in this show and i'm gonna leave it at that did we oh we did. right yeah there was some weird <laughs> set of pens because that it was I too much it was too much about it's too much but there was one thing that i did want to note that uh, was sent we to do need by, to talk uh, Hesse yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, we need to talk about this one. Who I believe Hesse was involved in the Rotofard and Taschenbegleiter from mm, many moons ago. When, wow. when that was the thing that, that we brings were back memories. Um, this is the first time I have ever seen, or I've ever noted, a UK exclusive Sailor pen. Mm-hmm. It's on Colt Pens. It is the Sailor 1911 Ringless. You may remember this, the Ringless Epinard, the gold right. 1911 with no, uh, it has no like uh, gold Green. adornment. So like, yeah. But this yeah. is the black, the blackout, uh, which mm-hmm. is, we were just talking about that black ion, right? This is a black yep. ion yep. plated. So the, the, this, but what's interesting about this is the nib and the clip are both plated with the same process the black ion mm-hmm. making it match. Mm-hmm. And so this is a ringless 1911 in all black. This is like the murder pen. Yeah. I'm going to read a note in here, and mm-hmm. this goes back to what we were talking about. It says, note, and this is bolded. The nib, along with the trim, has a black ion plating. Sailor recommend only using their own inks with this pen as other inks could damage the nib's coating. Mm-hmm. So that's what we were talking about. I... I mean, sure, maybe the inks are going to damage the nibs coating. I honestly think it's more aggressive cleaning, like, yeah. you know, using cloths and things. You know, And also, so. like, this feels like, a, and I get this, they've tested with their own inks. They're not going to test with the world's yeah. inks. Right? Any company is going to say that, right? Yeah. Like, this this note, honestly, to me, doesn't mean anything, right? It's it, What it means to me is your nib is going to look different over time, mm-hmm. and you better accept the fact, and this is our our catch-all to say, no, we're not going to replace it or fix it for you. Yep. I uh, I really like the look of this, but this is a pen I would want to see. Yeah. I was disappointed in the Epinard. Honestly, I really like the it. shape, not the color. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I didn't like the missing cap band more than I thought I would. I thought I would be okay with it. In mm. the end, I didn't care for that design. I think I might like the black better, so I kind of want to see it mm. too, but I don't know that I will. Yeah, I I think the only reason that I felt like I liked it was because it was different. Right? So like when I yes. saw it, I was like, "Oh, okay. Like 
that is different to other 1911s. Mm-hmm. But I, I like you, like I wouldn't. I don't think I'd want to throw like 300 or 360 pounds at this without without seeing it. Because again, like as is evidenced by what I would typically go for, a black on black pen is also not necessarily my style. Right. I need to take a picture of the one I've used the most and I can show the difference in how the plating looks when you. This use is the a Imperial Black Pro Gear, right? Is what you're talking mm, about? Yeah. 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 Or I have two. I have two with the with the black nibs. Well, I have more than that, but two stock items. The Imperial Black and the I don't know, I'll think of the name in a minute. One's a Pro Gear, one's a nineteen eleven. Oh, okay. So We're but done yeah, with you can see. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we? I don't know. You never know, honestly. Uh I am. Okay. For today. I, I pretty much am too. There might be some ass ass TPA. Black luster, yes, thank you chat uh the black luster so wonderful pens wonderful pens so all right let's uh let's flip that switch mike and uh, talk about one of our good friends moo the online print and design company that specializes in customizable business cards postcards stickers and more for your business i love moo and have been using their products for years my business cards have been printed on move like moo stock for as long as i can remember their tools are easy to use and they produce i think just the most beautiful business cards that i could ever wish for if you are new to moo you can order a free sample pack on their website at moo.com so you can get a feel for what their products look like and how they will feel in your hand and then how they would feel maybe with your own printing on them moo own a offer a full suite of products as well as business cards you can have postcards invitations letterhead stickers flyers and so much more to help you seamlessly promote yourself or your brand and you can count on their quality everything is wonderfully made and they have special finishes as well there's little extra touches gold or silver foil ray spot gloss and letterpress these are all things the little touches that Moo can offer to help you stand out from the crowd. And if you're not sure about designing your own card, Moo have recently rolled out some wonderful new templates for their business cards. They're inspired by their most creative customers, so you're going to really get something that looks fantastic. Moo also have wonderful notebooks. Um, I love their hardcover notebook. It features a Swiss binding. Every page will lay flat that way. There may be premium paper and protected by a tough tactile cover. So go right now to Moo.com moo.com and if you use the promo code printmoo p-r-i-n-t-m-o-o one word printmoo at checkout you will get 15% off any order of over $50 that is moo.com and the code printmoo for 15% off any order of $50 or more our thanks to moo for their support of this show and Relay FM yeah moo makes it easy for you go check them out they're mm-hmm. awesome stuff yep alright pilot Michael has decided to play catch up this is what i've been screaming for years so i got a link and a lot of people have seen this you know through the through the social medias that they are introducing or launching a collection of the capless decimo in 20 michael 20 colors released in groups of five over the next year so every quarter Ah. they will release five more now i understand the the images in the show notes i was very confused (laughs) now i get it so we'll have these images in the show notes the first batch is what the primary set of images is it has you know like a navy blue a gray like a chartreusey green um god some of these pictures are hard to see because it looks like a brushed metal Mm -hmm. like it's a little bit hard to 
to tell exactly in the in the colors. Um, so yeah, it's like a like a grayish blue, a brown, a turquoise, a chartreuse, and a pink. So those are the first set of colors. But then we have another picture that I it could probably use some better lighting. And this was just I don't even know where this came from. Reddit maybe. Um, that has the layout of all the releases. So even these pictures look different from the one. It's the same general colors, but like all these colors look darker than the pictures I'm seeing on like Rakuten or Bung Box or any of those. Regardless of the pictures, cool. I'm happy for this. Like I don't need any of these. I don't really want any of these. I'd probably pick one up if I had the opportunity just to see what it's about. But at least it's something. And... I don't need every company to make everything a special edition. But when you look at Sailor, like we were just talking about how they have kind of pushed the envelope of creativity, and then you see a huge competitor like Pilot just sitting there with their black and gold and black and silver pens and their one vanishing point a year special edition. And I know they make lots of like store brands and individual like super low volume stuff like in Japan. I, I I get that. But I'm talking about like the main lineups. Why doesn't the 91 or the 912 have more color choices in them? And this is what I want to see. So I don't know, maybe this is something along those lines. I mean, 20's a lot. They've kind of like pushed their chips in on this one yeah, a little bit. They've, they've really like <laughs> gone from like zero to a hundred on this one. Right, right. <laughs> like, just chill out, guys. It's fine. But yeah, sure, go like, for it. Right. But, it, you know, it'll do well. It's like, do they need all these colors when you look at the, the full palette and you see like, you know, three colors that are pretty close to each other like three times over, right? They're not that mm-hmm. much differentiation. But... I appreciate that they're doing this and I want to see more of it from someone like Pilot who is just sitting on these pen designs that are great and they could just really do a better job ramping them up. So, you know, it's this is not something like I want to chase or hunt down. I, I just like seeing this type of thing um, from a company that I love, but who is honestly, I, I think they've just they've just fallen behind, not in like quality or style or anything, but just in like the pinatic consciousness, which they don't care about. Like they don't care like what we say on this show. Their customer is, you know, in Japan and, and all of all all around the world that, you know, want these types of things. But like for the things that we're into, like, I'm like, yes, let's see the needle move a little bit pilot. I like seeing this. So you're not a vanishing point guy. Um, Mm -mm. But what do you just think in the general terms of this? Let me ask you just for clarity's sake, the decimal Mm -hmm. and the vanishing point. Are they the same? There's like some slight differences. So, in <laughs> the Decimo is generally a thinner barrel. These pictures call them, like some of the links call them capless, which is the standard vanishing point, and the Decimo is a thinner one. These look like the standard size vanishing point to me. So I'm just, I am, I will admit to not being fully clear because I'm seeing mixed information in various links. So the link to the Rakuten page calls them the capless. So the capless is what we know as the vanishing point. Right. The decimo is the thinner version. It's not that much thinner um, version, which is equally as nice. Uses the same nib unit and anything. It's just a little bit of a thinner pen. And I cannot 
for the life of me. The pictures look like a regular vanishing point, but I'm not going to I'm not going to swear one way or the other, which which it is because it's a little confusing to me. Okay. Yeah, they don't work for me so much because Yeah. And actually, I don't own a Decimo. I would actually prefer them to be a Decimo so I can try to buy one and uh, mm-hmm. see what it's all about. I, I don't have a Decimo. They just haven't uh, released any like great colors. It's The Decimo in the U.S. market is like the second-class citizen behind the Vanishing Point. Right. The Vanishing Point gets all the love in the U.S. market. Then they'll release like a couple of Decimos every few years and change the colors up a little bit. Mm. Okay. So I've never I've never latched onto one. But I'll, I'll get one eventually. And if it's a Decimo of these, I would like to get one. Who knows what color? Something bright. All right. Um, we're going from bright to muddy, Mike. Okay. And I wanted to bring this up. This is the Robert Oster Mud Pack, which uh, the my friends on Twitch uh, sent me this link and said, hey, what do you think about this? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know this. And I don't necessarily want to talk about the inks as much as much as the idea of the Robert Oster shop. So... This is a new thing. Y'all know I love Robert Oster inks and, you know, full disclosure, you know, I have my own ink through the pen addict, you know, that I've made with Robert Oster and, you know, so we've done business together, but he's pretty well loved as an ink manufacturer. I think a lot of people love Robert Oster inks and uh, they're fun. They're good colors. So he has decided to make or launch his own shop for Robert Oster exclusive inks. So I wanted to talk more about that than necessarily the inks, which we will cover the mud pack. I mean, come on, Mike, (laughs) you know, you need seven bottles of ink in the mud pack series, right? I'm just one seven brown inks. (laughs) No. So it's a little bit hard on the site to see. So if you click on the inks, and you keep scrolling right, you will actually get to these swatches of the color. Oh. It took me a while to discover. Because I, yeah, I had not, a complaint about this website that there were no yes. no colors, but it, uh, I feel like clear. they could still they still need to do a better job because like definitely there's just a bunch of swatches. I would like like just like a bunch of like splodges. Like I, I want to see them labeled yep. properly. Yep. Um, but it's like a bunch of really interesting shimmery inks, obviously, because it's Robert Oster. Uh, I, I do yeah. like the name. Uh, now I see yeah. that it's not Seven Brown Inks, which is what I thought yeah. it was. I'm a little <laughs> bit more intrigued. <laughs> yeah, and then they're not all shimmer inks. They're sheeny inks. Um, and, you know, it's Muddy Crown, Muddy Wine, Muddy Swamp, Muddy Water, Muddy Sand, Muddy Bucket, Mike, and Muddy Dragon. <laughs> so um, these, these are the colors. But um, I think, so there's, there's only 100 of, of these seven packs, so there's not a lot of inks, and it's fairly priced. Like, it's not much more than his normal retail price or mm-hmm. it actually might even be less because you can only buy it in this seven pack. But the idea that he's opened his own direct to consumer shop for his madness type creations, I think is pretty cool. Like, I don't know, retailers may not like it, <laughs> but cause they can't get them. It looks like he's just selling them directly to the shop, but I like it. So he has this little about section in there, there's three little things, and I, I, I'm not going to read all of them, but I, I like what he says, especially his, his, he has a section called In the Beginning, talks about his background. He has a section called Dastardly and Creative, which, you know, if you've seen his inks, that uh, is very accurate. And then the last one he has, Guarantee. And this really hit home for me, 
I think this is like the most important thing in what I do. And, and you may feel the same way. My name is important to me. It appears on things in which I take pride. Therefore, your satisfaction is paramount. Original quality products and service. My name is important to me. I think that really hits home. It's like we have these online businesses, but if I don't have my name or the reputation that comes with that, I don't have anything. And to put that in writing like that, I think that's pretty cool. So I I, I really appreciated that he just well, laid it out there it's like even more that. so to somebody like Robert Oster because mm-hmm. the name his name is his, his name is the brand the brand which is even more right. than right like uh, yeah. a, a poor relationship or a poor experience with Robert Oster is quite literally a right. poor experience with the man Robert Oster right uh, right. I think this is very clever because it is showing uh, that Oster is aware of his ability and mm-hmm. that people find his products to be exciting or interesting. And he mm-hmm. is watching people like yourself uh, capitalize on his ability to create right. interesting inks that you sell and do well with. So right. why shouldn't he do it himself? Right. Right. So that's how I thought. I It reminded me like of Knock a lot. Mm-hmm. Of, like he's not pulling back, but he's doing something extra. Right. He's all, he's he's like, hey, I'm really good at what I do. And there's also and built a name recognition and a brand recognition now, which means that people are not just going to Pen Chalet, Van Ess, etc., and looking for inks and finding this color. It's like, oh, this is interesting. No, people mm-hmm. are paying attention to the next Robot Oster ink. Right. Right? And so, yep. yeah, I think that that's, I think that's really great. Yep. So I just thought this was all around cool and was worth a mention and, you know, something to check. Like, if you're really into inks and you want to get all the things like this is probably a site you should pay attention to. You know, I don't need like every limited edition ink on the market. Um, but I think it's cool to watch and, and see happen. So, yeah. All right. A couple quick hits before we get into our last break and then some ask TPA. Mike, I'm a little sad that we're not going to be in Toronto this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's scriptus this weekend, the Toronto pen show this Sunday. Um, that was one of the best trips I've ever taken. I think I thought that was just a great experience all the way around. And like, I'm looking at it going, "Mm, I wish I was there a little bit, (laughs) but, um, we have some links, put some links in the show notes. If you're in and around the Toronto area, you should make the attempt to go. It's a Sunday only show. It's, um, a fantastic space. It does get crowded and you like, you want to make like, open to close like your goal if you're going to go because if you're going to try to pop in for an hour you'll probably be disappointed um there is a pre-show meetup on saturday we'll have a link in the show notes to um the writing pay it forward canada group that um i think it's at the same place we were at last year but the space is limited yeah very very cool uh space is limited you need to sign up early for that it was getting mostly full and then good friend of the show alexander He's working his vendor map magic, Mike. Have you seen this? Um, he's done this recently, like for the San Francisco Pin Show, made these little yep. interactive maps where you can see all the vendors. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes. So I don't know. I just wanted to 
give them a shout out because they are super awesome. Uh, we had the best time and that's just, you know, a perfect picture of pen shows done right. Um, even though it's only for six hours on a Sunday, they crush it. So it's very cool. Well, like if you want an example of why this is a pen show done right, that map that Alexander created is actually on the scriptor's website, not just on right. a website he made himself. Right. Right. Like they're working together to give you a better experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they mm-hmm. are concerned with, hey, let's make the best experience we can. And, yep. you know, doing something like that is really, really great. So that's cool. Uh, last thing, Mike, it's almost fountain pen day time again. Isn't it every, seems like day it, every day fountain is, pen day? It's, it's pretty much every day is fountain pen day. But we like to celebrate thanks to our man, Carrie Yeager at fountain pen day um the 2019 fountain pen day is november 1st so that's a week from friday so um if you're a fountain pen fan and user which you're listening to the show you probably are um you want to check around check out your stores your favorite stores your favorite vendors your favorite blogs and see what everyone's doing for fountain pen day they're doing i'll do a, a cool giveaway next week for fountain pen day um try to do something neat i don't even know what that's going to be yet maybe i'll find something special at drum ghouls this weekend um to give away for fountain pen day so yeah we'll do something cool around that and i just wanted everyone to know about fountain pen pen day um, check the link in the show notes to see who all is participating in various fountain pen day activities and, uh, enjoy. It's a, it's a great thing that, uh, Carrie has built for this community. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, should we take our second break? We should. I'm, I'm pretty sure this, this next sponsor is participating big time in, in Fountain Pen Day. What do you think? I have no doubt about that because it is our friends over at Pen Chalet because Pen Chalet, they sell authentic, amazing rollables, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more. And they have products from your favorite brands. They're always adding new styles of pens every single month. They also sell all of the uh, paraphernalia that you may require for your new pen hobby. I'm talking carrying cases, pen holders, ink, converters for fountain pens, refills, so much more. Uh, Pen Chalet believe in fast and reliable customer service and do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States. They also sell internationally with great shipping rates. They have low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go right now to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PENADDICT for this week's special offer and to get the code you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet. So we have, uh, I was told that but right when we have a pen and some inks on sale this week, is what yeah. he told me. In the, Am in I allowed the to talk about it? Sometimes I'm allowed, sometimes I'm not. He didn't tell me that we couldn't? So let me, let me say this. So I started scrolling at the top. I went, uh-huh. Next one, uh-huh. Next one, uh-huh. Next one, uh-huh. And it never stopped. It just kept going. I was oh, like, wow, that's cool. Is, wow, that's cool. Wow, that's cool. This is a cool. great selection this week. We've got some so mommy stuff. Am, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robert Oster that we were just yep. talking about at Crazy Prices. Lamy at Crazy Prices. Retro 51 Invader, which is a fountain pen. They did a rollerball. I will say I have the rollerball of this one from gosh knows when, eight years ago maybe. Something like that. Pilot 100th Anniversary Inks. Like... This is a lot of good stuff. So definitely Damn, check out. Damn, that's a great price on the pilot inks. Yep. Wow. 
Okay, you got to go. Penchalet.com. <laughs> click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PenAddict to get your hands on these special offers. Our thanks to Penchalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. Should we do some Ask TPA? Yeah, yeah. You want to try to hit all of them? I think we maybe can. It's a little reading, but we I don't try. think we have any like, crazy long answers. So let's see what we got. You go first. All right. So our first question this week on hashtag, hashtag AskTPA is from Grace. And Grace says, I am a newbie who is looking for a black bottled ink for the first time. I've been doing my research. And there's so many options that is making my head spin. I want one suggestion that can be bought easily and cheaply. Pilot Black. All right, next question. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I will John. expand. It's okay. it's a really so cheaply and easily and accessible and good quality. Yeah, and little bit of added features like it's kind of waterproofish. You know, it's you know it's a really great black ink, and you want if you know most black inks, you're just going to want like the standard. Um, pen brand ink like from the pen companies is what i prefer and pilot black is it for me so there you go all right john's question is i wonder if you have any tips for cleaning out a cartridge converter when the ink gets behind the piston Mm -hmm. and i have included in the show notes uh, (laughs) john's actual tweet so you can see an image in case you're not familiar with what i'm saying yeah, so I think anyone that's used a converter has run into this where the ink gets a little either on like the piston uh, itself or it gets a little bit behind it. And what you can do, and I answered this for John on Twitter already, is you can a lot of times you can just unscrew the back end of the piston and clean it out completely. Like those are um, you could, are able to be disassembled and you can get behind there, I clean it out, and before. just squirt rack. Yep. Never thought to try so, that. Which I'm surprised because sailors are notoriously prone to falling apart. <laughs> they twist very easily. So you can just take apart the back of them, clean out, you know, remove the piston completely, clean it, and then just pop it right back in. No big deal. Nice. All right. Next question comes from Ryan. I have received my Burton case. That was our Kickstarter reward. Uh, and mm-hmm. Ryan loves it. Thank you, Ryan, for your support. Yeah, uh, big love for the Burton Yes, oh, I've been using mine on, on when we're in Copenhagen. It's a great like bag for inside of my carry-on. Yep, uh, yep. I love it. Totally. It's wonderful. We'll have some more for sale like in a month or so. Ooh, ooh, oh, look at that. Oh, not many, so I will make sure everyone knows because everyone's asking, so I just want right. to throw that out there. Well, you know, I'll just say there's was, there was an easy way to get one. You should have backed the Kickstarter campaign. That's all I'm going to say mm-hmm, on that, Matt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But going back to Ryan's question, I have planned on using it as a writer's kit for NaNoWriMo. I have a list of things that I want to have in the kit and a few ideas. However, I thought I would use this as a chance to get some opinions on the stuff that I have from the two of you. So, time for each of you to build a writer's kit. I need two fountain mm-hmm. pens that are the right size and weight to write for long sessions, preferably one piston filler, one cartridge or converter pen, uh, one pen that takes the P8126 refill, so that's the uh, Retro 51 refill, again, for long writing mm-hmm. sessions, an A5 that is lined and does not allow a lot of ghosting, a bold black ink, uh, I need something no smaller than a fine, I need it to be bold enough and dark enough to be able to be read by an OCR reader to try and convert it later. Looking forward to both of your ideas. I would like to tag team this, yeah, well, it's not as difficult as it seems, which maybe isn't the Ryan that answers that Ryan wants. But um, what what is your tag team ideas? Well, I'm just thinking we could work together because I don't know how different our answers are going to be. Yeah, I mean, I can I can tell you for 
the piston filling pin and you may not even want a cartridge converter and for a long writing session and for a fine nib and to use a black ink i would use the lamy 2000 Ooh, like we don't yep. talk about that a lot well, but for this situation pen. for this situation it sounds like the ideal choice to tick off so many boxes in one shot because it's, you would it's be a long happy. pen. So if you're writing for a long yep. time, I bet it has a good ink And capacity, it's lightweight. Right? Very it's lightweight. lightweight. It feels mm-hmm. warm to the touch, right? So it's comfortable to hold mm-hmm. over long periods of time. Mm-hmm. The Lamy 2000 is an excellent choice here, but this is something I was saying this to Edina when we were in that uh, store in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. It is underrated. Like it is one of the very best fountain it, pens it's ever made. It's become underrated. Yeah. yeah. It has, it's, it was so overrated, it has now become underrated. Yeah, I agree. It's gotten lost. Um, but yeah, that is yeah. a, that's a really great, uh, I don't know why two fountain pens. I don't, I don't know. The, the yeah. Well, you may want a different color, like for marking, like for, I love the Pilot Custom 91, which is an inexpensive gold nib uh, cartridge pen. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get some different color inks in Pilot if you, um, uh, search for their mixable cartridges so you can get some fun colors in there as opposed to uh blue black and i blue would black. i would throw in the 3776 into this because it is an incredibly light pen very yep. light so could be comfortable and also has about as good a nib as you could very possibly find um, yeah and same with the uh the 91 it's a lightweight pen mm-hmm. like 3776 which i think is is preferable for writing sessions now that kind of throws the the rollerball refill for a loop because I would recommend the just a standard retro fifty one tornado. It's not a lightweight pen, but the way it tapers makes mm-hmm. me choose it over something like the retractableness of the Mark One. Like for a long writing session, I prefer a standard retro fifty one, and you can get yep. the base tornado. All the other eighty one twenty six refills are heavier and metal, so I would prefer just the traditional one for that. Lion A five probably Rodia totally rodeo like i think that's uh i think that's it i mean i think that's your kit i i honestly think um i like do we have to pick pick the ink if you're gonna that's go pilot black Lamy. again right like <laughs> yeah i would i would put pilot black in my Lamy 2000 but the Lamy black is pretty good too but okay. i if you want like a special black ink i'd be looking at the sailor nano black or the kyo neoto Nurebiro, which is my favorite black but it's an expensive black but it's it is very very black and dark but um i would stick with the basics and go with pilot or lamy all right uh yes i think that's gonna be a great kit you'd be very happy with that Mm -hmm. if you end up with Mm -hmm. all of that so let us know ryan if you if you actually gonna take any of our advice on that one yeah i'll take the next one because i've read this already and i'm kind of fascinated by it even though i don't know that we have an answer but i think the listeners will enjoy this question it's very long you ready for it yeah i'm ready this is from Eric, and I replied, OMG, I'm going to talk about this on the show, and that's all I told him. So, your podcast has been an inspiration to me. That's really why I included it, is he propped Match. us up, Mike. Um, yep. You helped me rediscover an old joy in a new way. Now, I'm going to challenge you to think differently. I run chess tournaments for high school teams. It's a really great experience. 300-plus high school-age players playing chess simultaneously. A high school team will hire me to run a tournament on a Saturday, and I show up, run the competition, and the host makes money off registration fees and concessions. Every year, I get better and provide more of the tournament experience for the host. Last year, I started bringing a box of pins to give players because they often forget theirs back in their Skittles room, which can some sometimes be across the building. 
Rather than walk all the way back to their team's area to get their pen or pencil, which they need to record the moves in their game, they take one from the box. Not a problem at all. Pens and pencils are cheap, right? Well, the problem is scale. For example, yesterday I ran a tournament with 316 players from 26 schools. I had brought with me my usual pencil box filled with 100 pens. It was empty in the middle of round two out of four rounds. For the rest of the day, player after player kept asking me for a pen or pencil, but I had none to give. This stash of pens was the last of a stockpile that I had purchased from a local office supply store that was selling on clearance 10 packs of ballpoints for 10 cents each. At one cent per pen, I bought the entire shelf, $40 worth of pens, 4,000 pens, roughly. The store clerk didn't believe that I needed that many and gave me a quizzical, hard stare throughout the checkout interaction. Those pens lasted just over one season, about 12 tournaments from October through February, and they just ran out this October. That's 4,000 pens in five months to careless, forgetful high school chess players. I know you love a good pen and pencil, but I need your help finding not the best pen pencil, but the absolute cheapest that can be purchased in bulk. Aside from looking for clearance deals, the thought experiment I propose to you is this. Assuming I'd still office this service to host schools and assuming coaches still won't provide their players with writing utensils and assuming that chess players will still be irresponsible about their pencils, irresponsible about their pencils and assuming that I cannot purchase wholesale because I can't store tens of thousands of pens in my home. What is the best way to purchase a massive number of very cheap pens or pencils? Why I need you is this. I also want these cheap giveaway pens to be of the best quality possible given the above conditions. Anyone can hunt on Google or Amazon to find bulk pens. I need Brad Dowdy to tell me how to ensure that each one of these pens is so wonderful that the player doesn't want to lose it and will remember to bring it with them for the next round. We need the absolute best cheap mass-produced pen on the market. This might be the hardest Ask TPA question of all time. That's why I included it. It is brutal. It is. This is a brutal question. It's an amazing question. I haven't done the homework on it because I'm just blown away by the question. This is why I love doing this show, Mike, and this is why I love this community, and this is why I love being a pen addict. Because you don't. This is this is abnormal, but for Eric, it is perfect, and it's every day, right? Like this is what we do. <sighs> I wish I had like an easy answer, but I'm going to work on this and figure it out. I don't know what it's going to be. My guess is that it's going to be a BIC of some sort because BIC makes really good, cheap ballpoints. Um, but I don't know because I, I would be scared to go the generic route for this because I think the quality is going to be poor and those are just going to be super disposable and super disposable and the kids are just going to pitch those. But anything that's good quality is going to have a price attached to it. So, you know, my first thought was <laughs> was golf pencils because they're so they're cheaper. You can buy them in huge amounts of bulk or a pencil of some sort. Um, even though those might even be more disposable than pens, you might go through more. That may be the better, cheaper answer, but they can get something that is quality. I don't know. I'm open to receiving email and comments and tweets on this you can email me hello at penaddict.com if anyone has done anything in huge bulk that has turned out to be very cheap and very high quality i would love to know so i can help eric out because uh mike needs my stamp of approval on it and that's that's the tough part 
I, I have no idea how you answer this question. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. I love this question so much. It's impossible. It's pretty much there. It's impossible. But we're going to give it a shot. All right. Question from uh, M.A. Wolf. My son bought uh, his car of a Lamy Pico. What is the best thing you bought of a specific pen? I can't remember like the like when I've signed our house paperwork maybe seven years ago I was trying to remember what pen I brought with me and I can't even remember at the time I, it was something you know ballpointish you know I I didn't go like fancy fountain pen crazy ink just because I'm too obsessive about well it's probably going to be crappy paper and I just want give me something nice that I know is going to be fine on this so I haven't totally obsessed over that one pen for that one big document do you have that thing no because every time that i've been in a a situation where i could have used a good pen to buy something like my house or like a house paperwork or whatever um Mm -hmm. it's ended up being that i've not been in an environment where i could choose yeah yeah and a lot of times like it's like i said it's been seven years since we bought this house and a lot of it was digital. Like they put it up on a projector and like I signed the digital copy like on like the tablet and up on the projector. It's like so weird. So yeah, I haven't had that thing, but I love this. It was a cool picture that uh, that they sent and it was the blaze orange Lamy Pico, which I just thought was fantastic. Like that is the most outrageous orange pen on the market and I love it so much. I ordered me one. Yeah, it's a cool little pen. It's a great pen. All right, let's do one more today from R.P. Scott. I have been a fountain pen user for years of a modest collection of Japanese pens. I want to expand my collection at a stub nib. Wondering how does uh, Nibsmith work affect manufacturer's warranty? So the question here, like if I, if I have a pen and I get it ground, what happens to my warranty? I would assume you absolutely void it. Absolutely 100% has to void the warranty. Like yeah, I haven't changed looked this it. up. But there's no way there's this no doesn't way. avoid the warranty. There's no way, because you have effectively broken it, right? Yeah. So at this point, so the worst case scenario, let's let's invoke Mike's platinum here. Yep. If Mike had bought his pen and had the nib ground and then started using it for a month, then it cracked your SOL, right? Yeah. Like you wouldn't have you wouldn't have even contacted Pilot at that no. point because, um, excuse me, Platinum, um, because you wouldn't have known where the problem lied, even though it was probably sitting dormant and you just didn't notice it, right? Like it has to void every warranty you have. You know, just like we were talking earlier about the sailors, if I guarantee all of these brands have something in their documentation that says if you don't use our ink, you voided the warranty. And we're not even talking about nib modifications here. So this is yeah. just the risk you take as a fountain pen user. And you hope that the, the community is large enough that whatever problem you have, someone else can solve for you outside of the warranty, even though it would cost you. Yeah, you can't. This is the same of all sorts of stuff, right? Like if you make modifications to a product, you will void its warranty because you were doing things yep. that the manufacturer did not plan for. Right. Right. I mean, they are lawyered up in their documentation so much. Like I, I've never even, 
had a situation where I've thought I could use a warranty to fix. Like your situation is the first I've even run across something like that, which is a mm-hmm. clear warranty situation with the platinum. Yeah, it was immediate. So yeah, yep, yep. But you know, still waiting on that. It is on its way. Last we knew is that it was being sent to platinum. Okay. They said it should take about okay. six weeks, and so I don't know. We're looking like mid to late November. I should have it back. Okay, if it's going on what they said. Cool. Well, we will follow up with that in the future. All right. If you would like to ask a question for a future episode, just send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA, or you can send it via email to hello at penaddict.com. Uh, a few times in this episode, we have mentioned Twitch. Brad streams every week at twitch.tv slash penaddict. What is the schedule, Brad? 10 a.m. Eastern, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So you got to go check it out yourself, twitch.tv slash penaddict. You can do that. You can also follow Brad. He is a penaddict on Instagram. You can go to penaddict.com as well. Um, Dowdyism on Twitter. And I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.